I know a gentleman that's going to be a big part of an upcoming card is this, this man. What was that, Macho Man Randy Savage? Happened so fast you can't even talk about it. Lucky person, yeah, out there somewhere is going to win a silver cloud. What a lucky, lucky, lucky person. And Tito Santana, if you go to the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship bout with the Macho Man Randy Savage and escape with your life, and still lose your belt. You are a lucky, lucky, lucky Tito. Yeah, that's what they're going to be calling you. Because comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Nothing but garbage, Gaina. I'm talking inevitable, and I'm talking you can't hold that belt with me climbing through the ropes. Gene Okerling right here is a crying towel. And I want you to give that to Tito Santana. Because things are just popping right now. Things are starting to cultivate. Things are starting to grow. I, I, things are getting real colorful. Oh, look at that roll. Just like the silver cloud Rolls Royce. I, I'm very Top curious. Top of the line. Wait a minute. Randy. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on track? Hey, this is Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on, now. You're listening to the sports show. Hey, bro, you're listening to the sports desk. New sports desk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to episode 137 of the sports desk. I'm your man's one more time, Desert L. Hicks Jr., one half of your favorite sportsologist. And remember, folks, that I am here to give it to you all, especially you Hurricane fans, and uncut. <laughs> and this your man, Black. We are back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Black, before we get started, man, I, I just kind of got to get my vibes up, dog. <laughs> I got I to turn on the classic, though, man. I, I, I will listen to this on the way home from work, man. We just got to show some love to AB real quick, dog. Hey, this is Deuce Lunch. Folks, man. Come on, man. I had to get my vibe up, man. You wanna, <laughs> hey, you wanna know why I played that song, Black? Why? Why is that, my boy? You know, I'm very mathematical. Mm -hmm. Everything I really do, you know, it's a setup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the title of that record is a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. Now, yesterday, Black, my checking account said a certain type of number. Yeah. But after, uh, I want to say around seven fifteen yesterday, <laughs> um. My bank account got a whole lot more money in it, my boy. Okay. And I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart and uh, to all the Miami Hurricane fans <laughs> who came through on that cash app <laughs> this morning. Now, some of y'all <laughs> ducked me. Y'all was hooting and hollering to the top of your lungs, but it was time to bet that cash. <laughs> some of y'all boys ran very, very quickly. Now, some of y'all stood in the paint. And as a result of that, your boy Cash Out went off a few times this morning, my boy. So I just want to say I appreciate y'all boys. 
For coming through and shout out to AB for that classic a whole lot of hey, money. Hey, man. Hey, I ain't mad at you, my boy. Keep collecting, my yes, boy. Sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> sir. All right, man. Well, uh, like I said, welcome to 137, man, of the Sports Days. But before we get into all of the festivities, and we're going to have a little bit of fun today. So, again, once again, this is not going to be your traditional show. All your favorite segments and everything will be back. One programming note, our NFL preview special edition will be dropping before the season starts. All right. So we will have a full length, two hour plus NFL preview breakdown because there's so much that we're going to have to talk about before Thursday night, before the defending champs welcome my Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night on NBC. All right, but today we're going to talk a lot of college football, but before we get to that, man, I want to talk about the third annual Reduce Lunch Sports Sports Desk Fantasy League. All right, so the draft took place this past Friday. Uh, once again, this is a very, very loaded league, and I'm just gonna, you know, show some love to all the participants, man. Participants in our league. Now, this is a uh, 16 team league. Once again, and you got to know how to draft. You got to know how to use the waiver wire. So I'm just going to read off all of the teams, and uh, I'm not going to say their government names unless they're using their government government name on here. All right, so I give mine up. You have the one and only the big jalapeno, my boy, <laughs> in this league. You have Crown the King. That is your boy Blizzak. All right, then you got Peyton Manning is overrated as a team name. I got a funny feeling that's my dog, Big Corey. All right, because he is a Brady lover then you have jack's pullout king now i'm not gonna say this man name <laughs> he know who he is i'm gonna protect my homeboy on that name all right we got the arlington hills jihad that is uh my homeboy hassan we have that's crazy uh charles who is wasting no time blowing up the memes and talking trash and we ain't even got the kickoff for the first game all right we got my pops back at it pops is you know he rolling with the flow man he just using dedrick I am a junior. All right, that is my name. But my father is a senior. Dedrick on the mission team. We got uh, Rashad Robinson. Mr. Moodham Chains is in this league. Our Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent. We got Eddie's expert team. We have the extorters. Now I know who this. I know who that is too. And he's one of your favorite personalities, and I'm not going to reveal his identity, but shout out to the extorters, all right? We have, uh, I, I don't really know what this is, but I think it's, I don't know, I don't know, LXRD's legendary team. We have ABC's uh, peerless team. Tanya's tip-top team. We have NCAA Youngboy, and I like that name. Yeah. I said that was real clever, NCAA yeah, Youngboy, but I don't know who it is. We have B-Rose the Goat, and then we have Molly Rock in my P. I definitely know who that is. <laughs> I think I do at least know exactly who that is. So, all right, 16-team league, the Sports Desk League, we're back at it again. Now, there are some changes in our league. Now, feel free, I feel the need, excuse me, to let y'all know what some of those changes are. So, me and Black were setting up the league last Sunday, man. I said, you know what, man? Black, how do you feel about just adding a little, a little seasoning to our league, man? Let's let's have our league be big. Let's let big plays mean something. Black, what can we do to kind of have crazy scores in our fantasy league? So, what me and Black came up with is a couple of things. Uh, passing touchdowns, receiver touchdowns, and rushing touchdowns of 45 yards or more. 45 yards or more. Not only are you going to need the traditional points that you would normally get with the fantasy rules, but you're going to get an additional 10 points on each big 
play. So we wanted to honor the big play. Quarterback, I mean, passing, receiving, and rushing. We wanted to honor the big play. Of course, you can go into the league settings if you're a part of the league, and you can see and read a little bit more what I mean. So big plays are 45 more yard, 45 yards or more, passing, receiving, and rushing. You will get an additional 10 points all right so we are going to honor the big play that's kind of the theme of the sports desk fantasy league boom the big play all right that's what we're going by secondly this year we're going to do a fantasy league championship trophy we're going to do a custom made one of one t-shirt all right we're going to get a fantasy league sports desk championship t-shirt and then we're also going to give a 50 dollars gift card to the winner of the Sports Test League. So you're going to get a $50 gift card, probably be a Visa. You're going to get a championship trophy, and you're going to get a custom one-of-one Sports Desk Fantasy League Championship t-shirt. Now, I know all of you are getting excited, but don't, because I'm going to get them all. <laughs> okay? Now, I'm going to get them all. All right? Now, Black is the reigning, defending champion hmm. of the Sports League. And contrary to what some people may think, no, 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 we did not rig the league. We don't do that here. Me and Black are one of the realest you ever heard. <laughs> week in and week out. Black just so happened to have a fantastic team. And he won the league last year. I don't think he's going to do it this year. But hey, at least he got that notch on his belt as a former sports desk champion. Black, yes, what do you sir. have to add? Yeah, man, it's just great to be back, you know, defending the championship. Sure, you know? sure, uh, sure. You know, we have a little sour patches, but it's cool. You know, champions come back and defend their crowns, sure. and that's what I plan on doing. Sure. I'm excited about the league, man, yeah, and uh, yeah. we got some very, very, very nice, interesting, tough teams out there this year. Yep. D, everybody seemed like everyone locked in and was, uh, and was like, "We, I want this sports desk championship." Yeah. So we got yeah. some really tough teams out there. I can't wait. Uh, week one, me and my boy are sitting right across from me. We, yes, get, we, we get busy week one. Yes, we do. Straight out the box. <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited, man, about the uh, Sports Desk Fantasy Football League. Can't wait till we kick it off, D. Absolutely. So this league is picking up steam. People want to be in the league. People want in, and unfortunately, some people weren't able to get in the league. And, and this league is nothing but fun. We don't do the money pot. We don't do the buy-in, all right? We do it for bragging rights, and we do it to have fun, all right? So that's our league, all right? Not saying we don't participate in any other type leagues, but our league is about fun, camaraderie, building of uh, the sports desk brand, meeting new people, introducing ourselves to new folks who want to be a part of this league. So every year, that's how it's going to go. Every year, there's going to be invitations sent out, and then the league will go public. That's how we're going to do it. And if you want in on Twitter or Instagram, the links will be there. Then you will be in. All right? Simple as that. So, uh, week one kicks off Thursday. The league is happening. We're excited to have it back for the third ever Sports Test Fantasy League. So, we just want to touch on some of the new things, call out all the team names and participants, and we look forward to having a fun fantasy football season uh this year all right and weekly we'll go through all the scores and the rankings and you know let everybody know who is where we're gonna have a lot of fun with it all right all right so we're gonna move on like i said this will not be your traditional show me and black have big business tonight the florida state university takes the field and they will be facing on the 10th ranked north the ninth ranked notre dame fighting irish in tallahassee so me and black are pressed for time <laughs> because we need to have our undivided attention on the big tube so we can really see what's going on with mr mike norvell and the florida state seminoles i'm just gonna tell y'all the truth that's why you're not getting your top five 
That's why you're not getting your star, but you cunt, because we got that business. And I know anybody out there who is a lover of football will give me and Black a pass on this episode. All right? So, but we're not going to leave you with nothing, all right? College football did kick off in a nice way this weekend. Hmm. It was great to have it back. Um, so many games, so many just different situations that we were treated to on this past weekend. And we're going to go ahead and get that kicked up. But before we go ahead, Black, how did it feel? To have a full slate of college football. Let's even start back to Friday night. Friday night. I mean, Thursday night. Friday night. I mean, how did it feel, man? It just boom, 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 boom. You back in the groove. Man, it felt felt really, really good to have college football back. Man, it's just it just give me chills, man. Thursday night I was locked in. Friday night I was locked in. Man, I was at my son's football game, keeping keeping up with the score, man, on my phone Friday night. And then Saturday, man, just some great football Saturday night. You know what, D? Yes, sir. It's one thing I want to say, man. It's just on my chest and I got to get it off. Okay. I want to give a special shout out, D. To the Montana Grizzlies, fight on, fight on, who knocked off the 20th ranked Washington Huskies. You should be ashamed. (laughs) Shout out to the quarterback from the Montana Grizzlies, Cam Murphy. Grew up 21 miles away from the Washington Huskies campus, and they did not recruit him. So you know what he said? Thank you very much on the big win. Washington Huskies, you suck. <laughs> the Montana Grizzlies. Boy, what? What did you do? In- Put up the ups, but the biggest upset of the weekend. And D, I just had to get them a special shout sure, out. Because they got the job done. Of course, of course. Yeah, definitely shout out to the Montana Grizzlies. <laughs> and there's some people out there was picking Washington to bounce back. And, and, and even compete for the Pac-12 championship. I mean, I'm looking at my score box like, what is going on? Just a Chris Peterson go ahead and lead the head coach job and go up to the, the be the school AD, and they just trash. Hey, but that's why we love college football. Yeah, man, that's why we love it. That's why we love it. We get to talk about these types of things yeah. on our show here. Things we don't expect yeah. to happen, and when they happen, we be ready to ride, man. So uh, for me, I was excited as well. I had a very, very, very busy weekend, but it was great to just be engaged and locked in to college football, to see the pageantry, to see the fans back, to hear the roars of the crowd. Um, I was locked in Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, I'm locked in tonight, obviously, all right, because my nose take the field. But, you know, it's just good to be back in that mode, you know. And I know every, every you know, we talk about a lot of different sports on the show. And, of course, me and Black are huge lovers of sports. But, man, it's like football is the one sport where it's like, Every everybody has something to say about football. Not necessarily basketball. I think basketball is a sport where it got to be your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It got to be your cup of tea to follow basketball like we do. We don't matter who playing. It could be the Bulls and the Hornets. We watching. Mm-hmm. But football, it's a universal language. Yes, it is. And no matter where you live in this country, you talk that language when it's about sports. Whether you a Pac-12 fan, an ACC fan, an SEC, a Mountain West, it does not matter all right and i just i just felt that vibe all day yesterday man with college football being back in the air but let's not waste any time <laughs> i know y'all know exactly how we finna open this thing up we are 15 minutes in and we finna have a conversation now black if you don't mind let me go ahead and set this tone let me go ahead and set it. y'all already know where i'm headed 
Now, Black, I'm going to ask you a question, man, and um, I want to know if this rings a bell. All right. Now, Black, when I tell you 44 to 13, what does that feel like to you when I say that to you, Black? 44 to 13. What does that What does that do for you when you hear something like well, that? Oh, you know, my boy. We uncut on the shirt show on this show, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it. That sounds like an old fashioned ass whooping right there, my boy. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. When you tell me 44 to 13, that tells me someone got their brains beat in. Drugged through the mud. Got their face dragged across the concrete. That's what it sounds like to me, my boy. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> We're going to get into the actual gameplay. Of course we are. We're going to read these numbers. But I just got two. Just give me two minutes. Give me two minutes of your time. Kevin Dunbar. <laughs> Brian Brooks. Uncle Trent. Whoever you are. Any one of you. All you Miami faithful and all of you Miami fans. We're not surprised. I'm not even going to fake the funk like I'm going to give you this big rah-rah I told you so. Y'all ain't done nothing. You still ain't done nothing. You ain't even go out there and compete. Now, we know Alabama is a juggernaut, but dear Lord, they told me that De'Aaron King, with all his experience, will ride the ship and the Hurricanes would at least make this a game poppycock. Now, I got to have my fun because y'all going to have yours. Everyone in college football, you always get your opportunity. And guess what? This one is mine. You hurricanes, you don't look great. You got speed. Of course you do. You're a South Florida team. You got speed. Manny Diaz out here doing all these fake behind in, uh, play calls. When, like he doing the Macarena on the sideline. And he wasn't calling nothing. Nick Saban was sitting on that sideline with his hands folded. I don't even think the man had a headset on after the first quarter. Nicholas knew what time it was. Nicholas knew what time it was. So I, before we even get into the game, look, what, what was y'all thinking? Why did y'all think that you could compete? Them boys maimed y'all. A babyface sophomore quarterback called ya. California sensation, my boy. He called ya. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into the game. But I just want to say, like I said last week, y'all got all this hype and for what? You ain't done nothing. You ain't won nothing. You ain't beat nobody. Since you all, all of a sudden, came back. Sincerely, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. to Kevin Dunbar mm. and the rest of the Miami Hurricane fans. But you had anything to add before we get into the godly numbers look, that was put on the field? Look, man, I just want to say, man, <clears throat> dominant performance again by Alabama. Suffocating. Like, by far, by far, the team, the, they were the team that stood out this weekend. And the thing that surprised me, man, and we talked about this last week, I thought it would be some... Some ups and downs for Bama's, but it wasn't. It's like 
a well or machine again. I was looking to see. I was looking to see, looking at the game to see would it be something I could say. Well, Alabama, they kind of weak there. It's nowhere, D. <laughs> I didn't see anywhere. You know that song you just played at the beginning of the game? A whole lot of money. Absolutely. The young California sensation has a whole lot of money. <laughs> and he and this kid went out here and put kicked the door down to say everybody, hey, I'm here. Good God. I'm here. Good God. Jesus. Like this kid has all the tools. He has the leg, he has the arm. People better be careful, D. For Nick Saban to sit on that sideline. And not have a headset on, that's very dangerous. <laughs> that's very dangerous, D. It wasn't it Bill O'Brien's first uh, game as Bill, the offensive coordinator. But this is the thing. This is his second stint with Nick Saban. Okay, okay. As okay. being an offensive coordinator. And then you have uh, the former Jaguar head coach, Doug Monroe. Dougie! As the offensive line coach. And I mean the offensive line looks mean. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I just want to say to the Miami fans, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> Better you than me. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> Better telling you. you than me. Good God. It was really quiet. <sighs> after 3.30, after 3.30, maybe 4 o'clock, it got real quiet. Yeah. You know? But, man, a hell of a game by Alabama. Total dominance from start to finish, D. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and get into some of these numbers, and we're not going to be long. We're going to go ahead and move on because we got to have our opportunity because we know you'll have yours. And, Kevin Dunbar, you're more than welcome at any given point in time to come on this show. No matter if Florida State wins or Florida State loses, you can have your get back, Kev. I love you, my brother. <laughs> but this is my time now. And I want to ask not only Kevin Dunbar, but all of the other Miami Hurricane fans who I know very well, now that the game is over, I started receiving secret text messages and secret videos. When I asked a question late last night before I closed my eyes, I asked all Miami fans, did you really, really, really believe that you had a shot to beat the Miami Hurricanes? And somebody texted me back and said, the question is... It was no all season. <laughs> it was no all season. All right, but let's get into some of, some of the godly numbers from the Alabama number one ranked Crimson Tide. Mr. Bryce Young, good God. First game as a freshman against the top 15 program, 27 for 38, 344 yards passing, nine yards per pass, four touchdowns, no turnovers, and a QBR of 94. Two black. They weren't playing Stony Brook High. <laughs> they weren't playing Wolfson Rebar the Reigns. No, they weren't. They was playing the top 15 school who had hype mm-hmm. and got bombed on by the baby face Californian sophomore. Mm. Let's go through a couple more numbers, man. Like I said, I'm not going to just just go crazy on y'all like this. Uh, Robinson Jr. at Russia. This man had 12 carries for 6 yards. He averaged 5 yards per carry, and it doesn't stop there. Mr. Sanders averaged another 5 yards per carry. It doesn't stop there. Mr. McLennan averaged another 5 yards per carry. Total of 147 yards rushing 
for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And whoever Mr. Williams is at wide receiver for four catches for 126 yards. <laughs> Was anybody available at defensive back for the Hurricanes? Could somebody done anything? Mm. This man literally ran wild. Literally ran wild. The receiving core for the for the, the Crimson Tide is a nice looking bunch. Yeah, they are. This is coming off them losing Waddle, Smith, and uh who else? Was it Judy on that team at one uh, point? It was Jerry June on that team. Just if, if you're talking about the names overall that's yeah, been man, on that like, team. Like big time receivers, man, has left this program and it's reload. Reload. Next man up. Defense <laughs> suffocating. Suffocating. Oh man. Big boys. Laying the pipe. <laughs> like you said, Black, absolute beautiful performance by Coach Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Clearly, clearly the best team in the country. I mean, there's... N- Look, I know it's week one. But I have I didn't see another team all weekend long. Not one. Mm-hmm. That e- is even in any type of shape. To go out there and play these boys. And I know it's week one. We got a long season away. But if they clicking like this against a top 15 team with a new quarterback and receivers. <laughs> dear Lord, do we even need to watch any more college football? Because in January, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> Ring number seven for Saban or eight or nine or ten, whatever back it is. He'll back, my boy. Like you want to get into some of the hurricane stats for yesterday because there's not much there. Uh, No, man. Just uh, Bryce Young, man. Excellent, excellent uh, performance on the football field yesterday, man. Way to come out. He had a coming out party yesterday, man. He let you know he was next up. And uh, I, you, man, listen, man, you have to realize what this kid played behind. Mm-hmm. He played behind Mac Jones, and then I think he got a half a year behind uh, Tua, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Like, this kid has the tools, man. They already saying this might be. <laughs> they already saying this might be uh, Nick Saban's best quarterback, quarterback he's had at Alabama already, and the kid's just a freshman. Like man, it's it's, it's crazy. And then the run game, it's not that one guy. They doing it by committee, committee. this year. It's not that one standout guy. You know, you know Nick Saban always had that one dog at running back. Yeah, but he don't have that shit. He has a bunch of dogs, and he letting them all eat, and they hitting. Whichever one gonna get that word, we don't know who it's gonna be, but one of y'all gonna get it. Definitely. Look, man, Bama is scary. I like D say it's week one. It's week one. It's week one. It's a lot of football to play, but to play like that, dear Lord, on that stage, dear Lord, with kids who hadn't played a lot of football, they did not. It's very dangerous, D. It's scary. It's very dangerous. It's so shout out to uh, Alabama man on a dominant performance. On Saturday. Yeah, Darren King is like a six-year senior. He like 28. <laughs> he like 28, bro. And he was 23 for 31, 178 yards passing, 5.7 on the clip for, per pass, two picks, one tub, a 54.1 quarterback rating. They they rested everything they had on Derrick King's experience as being mm-hmm. a 10th-year senior. <laughs> Not a 10th-year and it just didn't work out at all. And I'm not even being funny. Black, did you see at any point of the game, at any point in the game, that Miami looked like they even belonged in the same stadium as Alabama? I'm talking about at any point. They didn't. They didn't. And yeah. I, it's not 
it's not any point in that game offensively, it was nothing they could do. No. Bama's defense, man, a whole bunch of guys fly to the ball. Mm-hmm. They fly to the ball, D. I'm not talking about uh I'm talking about game tackling. A bunch of, I was like, oh my goodness. They're all These there. Boys, they're all there. They fly to the ball. <laughs> they all there. I was like, it's not on one person. When you mm-hmm. got that ball, you got you got three or four bodies around you. It's crazy, man, how how bad Alabama's uh, offense was so good last year and so elite. They all they defense nobody even made any gripe about their defense, and their defense was trash last year. But this year, you got a lot of those guys back on the defensive side, and man, the defense looks all world in Week One against a team with De'Aaron Keen as the quarterback who was supposed to have a a great offense this year. Yeah. Nice fluent offense, pass run. Alabama's defense dominated Miami in every aspect of the game, D. Yeah. The Canes got to shake it off, man, because next week, man, I mean, it could really implode for them next week. Mm. It could. And then the week after that, it could really implode. I don't know if anybody's seen the Michigan State Spartans. I said, I told you last week. You did. I said it last week. Now, I'm going to hold my breath into that actual game, but I'm telling you now, the Spartans are coming. And they're coming for blood. So that's all I'm going to leave that there. Miami Hurricanes, piss poor. But hey, I'm going to shoot you some bail. Who, who don't look piss poor against the Crimson Tide in Alabama when they clicking? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move along. Had a lot of fun there bashing the hopeful Hurricanes who haven't done nothing, won nothing. Since 2000 and what was 2001, 2000 team or the 2001 team, they ain't did nothing. Mm. Nothing in this 2021. So maybe y'all can kind of sim them back down, be a little bit more humble, and try to make your way to the ACC championship, at least for once. All right, let's move along, Black. All right, Black, the big dog game of the night. A, mm. a collision. A old school throwdown yes, hit you in your mouth ball game that none of us expected. And I enjoyed it. My pick was wrong, but I enjoyed that collision last night. Uh, the number five ring Bulldogs defeating the number three Clemson Tigers 10-3 to in Charlotte at a neutral site game. Black, let's just go straight to the unpopular side of the ball, defense. Mm. Black, what did we see last night from the Dogs and the Tigers? Man, this defense is crazy, D. Like we had been saying it last week. Yeah. We knew that, that I, we knew that the Bulldogs' defense yeah. could be a problem for Clemson, man, and we saw that. This is the first time in a long time that I've seen Clemson not be able to do anything offensively. And that's shocking to me, man. I'm looking at I'm looking at Sunshine sitting in the stands with his finger on his head, like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was utterly shocked at what was happening. Yeah. Let me tell you, Georgia's offense may not be the best and that may not be clicking right now. It's week one. But that defense on fire is ready to rock and roll with whoever on fire, whoever they play on fire to shut down the offensive juggernaut, juggernaut like the Clemson Tigers like that. That impresses me, D on fire. 
Dabo Sweeney, we got to get them trenches right, buddy. That offensive line is horrid. <laughs> it's no way my five-star quarterback from California should be getting sacked eight times. Then can you tell me how many times you've seen Sunshine on his back? Not many. Probably eight times his whole career. <laughs> Probably eight times his whole career at Clemson. Dabo, you gotta get some answer. You gotta get some some questions answered in the trenches, my guy, because it's not happening. That that Georgia that Georgia defensive line had its way with Clemson's offensive line, man, and we seen it, man. Total domination defensively on the side of the ball. Offense not great. Shout out to Clemson's. Shout out to Clemson's uh, defense as well. They played great as well, but hey, they did. Defense won this game for Georgia. Defense won this game, but man, like like D say, an old fashioned butt kicking, old fashioned football. No one expected a ten to seven football game. I damn sure didn't. No, ten to three. Oh, a ten to three. I'm sorry. Yeah, but man, like this is good for football to see games like this. It's not what you expect. Yeah, but man, this game lived up to the hype. Man, what it was. Total domination by Georgia. Shout out to them, man, on the big win, knocking Clemson off. Um, I enjoyed the game for what we were treated to. And I'm talking about big hits. I'm talking about speed, collisions all over the field on both sides of the ball. Now, Georgia had the most impre- the more impressive defense. But, boy, Clemson's defense was guts. They were guts. Mm-hmm. They played sound ball. Gap football, got to the ball. They played tough. They were not going to be the reason that they lost that game last night. Big ups to Clemson. But let me tell you something. You talking about coming off my TV screen was them dogs. (laughs) They was coming off my TV screen. And I said, good googly moogly. Mm. It's a real problem. I tried to tell you about JT Daniels. He going to be the reason. He going to be the... It's week one, and I ain't tripping, tripping yet. But I told you last week, go back and listen to episode 136, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. JT Daniels, he ain't what they saying he is. They they fooling us every... JT Daniels' ability. Oh, and this is the new one they say about JT. He's a leader. I don't care about that. Can you throw that thing? He throwing picks last night. Miscues, misreads. The Georgia offense was not there. Non-existent. Kirby Smart got to get that right. He got to address that. He got to figure out something. He got to get that right. Clemson, man. I ain't seen a look. I ain't seen Dabo look like that even when he done got blowed out in the college football semifinal. Dabo looked stumped and confused. Nimbles were not best for my guy, uh, uh, DJ uh, Unglier. 19 for 37, Mm. 178 yards passing, 4.8 a clip, one pick, QBR 36.7. He looked it, he looked it, he looked it, he looked in duress Mm -hmm. last night. Couldn't even get his feet set last night. 
I don't care what quarterback you are. You could have been Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Michael Vick. I don't care who you are. If a defensive line is barreling down your offensive line like that, it's going to be a bad day for your offense. Yes, it is. You couldn't even <clears throat> see the talent that wide receiver for the Tigers. We didn't even get a chance to see it. I was like, what Justin Rose at, man? We couldn't even see it. <laughs> because the boys was on Uglier's head. Yeah, they were. So even though I didn't expect this type of ball game, I enjoyed it because of the collisions. You know those matchups between you know, those uh, top-ranked Tigers and Crimson, Crimson Ties on Saturday nights we used to watch when them boys was clacking out mm-hmm. there. Defense, final score, 7-6. to six. Yeah, Kind of reminded me of that last night. Some nice hitting. Dogs looked impressive. They're definitely going to go up in the rankings, no doubt about it, after beating number three, uh, um, uh, Clemson, last night. But here's the thing with Clemson, Black. You look at the rest of their schedule, what's there? Is it a particular – let me ask you this real quick before we move along. Clemson's schedule going forward, it's not a lot there. Mm-mm. I don't think they legitimately have another challenge athletically until probably Florida State. And we know what's waiting on Florida State when they play Clemson after what happened last year. Yeah. I'm just saying athletically. I mean, I don't see anything. I mean, if South Carolina has a decent year, maybe them. I don't know. But we're talking about a potential 10-1 Clemson team who could still win the ACC. But they what still would find their way in the playoffs? But what would this loss? How bad would this loss be remembered? How much will it play a part? I what do you think? I don't. I don't think it'll play because the way the game was. I don't think it'll, it'll play a big part. I could see if Clemson got just the dough. I mean, got blowed out and it it wasn't even close. This game was really rugged and dirty, physical. Yeah, you know, it was ten to three. Mm-hmm. Clemson didn't look hor. Clemson's offense looked bad, but Georgia's defense is great. Yeah. So, like you say, D, they could they could win all the rest of their games moving forward, and you still have to be like, well, man, they they lost to the team who's ranked in the top three and who's potentially won the ACC or you know competed for the SEC. Do we not let Clemson in? That's a head scratcher for me because if they win, if they go ahead and win the rest of these games and then win the ACC championship, you have to potentially let them in with one loss. We've seen it. We've seen teams get in before with one loss. So it's it, it, it's it's going to be very, very interesting to see once we get close to, you know, picking these teams, D, and especially from what Clemson can do. Moving forward with their schedule, I'm ready to see how that shakes up, man, and see what happens with that. Yeah, no shame in losing a number five. No. No shame That's in losing a top five. five matchup. And, and, and the way that they did, especially playing them the first game of the season. I just want to know your thoughts on that. Would it be something potentially um, to cause them problems if they run the table even and win the ACC when it's time to pick a playoff team? So it's just something to watch for. All right, man, let's go out to Los Angeles, my boy. Let's go out to Los Angeles with the Tigers. And Coach O made their way to the Rose Bowl last night. Beautiful Pasadena, California. Mm, mm, mm. Was it a beautiful scene when they went inside that stadium? As the now 2-0 UCLA Bruins, led by Chip Kelly. Black, how big a win was this for the Bruins? Did you expect it to go like this 
in Pasadena last night. Tigers winning. Tigers losing twenty seven to thirty eight to the Bruins. I didn't expect it to be like this, D. Like, but you were talking about. We were talking about it last week. This team has twenty starters returning on this team. This team has been together since they were freshmen, and they got they shot under the lights against a against a SEC power in LSU. And I mean, man, how good did they look, man? Yes. I mean, just a few numbers. Doran Robinson Thompson, 9 for 16, 260, three tubs and one pick. Uh, Zaire, the, the running back, I, I'm probably butchering his name. Do You probably have to help me out with his name. Mm-hmm. Zaire, Char, uh, I don't even know the kid's name. I'm, I don't even like know Cabernet. 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 11 Cabernet. carries, 117 in the tub. And then the receiver, uh, G. DeLucci. Mm-hmm. Three receptions, 117 in the tub, man. Like, they just got it done, man. They got out through it with LSU. And it's not like LSU played a, a horrible game. They didn't. They didn't play a horrible game at all. And But uh, UCLA just wanted this more. You know, this was their coming out party. This is the game that was circled on their schedule. To make a statement and say, we, we are back. We have arrived. You got to remember, last year this team fought in a lot of games that was seven points or less, D, and they lost these games. So this team know about adversity, playing in tough games. And last night, man, they got the job done. So shout out to the Bruins, man, on a big win, knocking off LSU. Yeah, very impressive win for the Bruins. Chip Kelly's biggest win uh, since he's been at UCLA. The Bruins are just that sneaky team. They're that team that's going to make noise this year. They're a team that can win the Pac-12 this year. This team, 27 seniors. A veteran head coach in Chip Kelly who knows what it's like to build a winning program. UCLA kids believe. They played like it last night, like they believe. Chip Kelly got this thing going. And, man, I hate to say it, boy, but (sighs) Coach Oldman, his reputation is lightning in the bottle Mm. that he called. Arguably the greatest college football team assembled. When he won the championship, arguably the greatest college football quarterback season of all time with Joe Burrow. But was it lightning in the bottle? He lost a lot of players, obviously. He lost a lot of his coaching staff, obviously. But the Tigers' record ain't been that well since that championship win. They haven't. It hasn't. Did you see anything in the Tigers for concern? Or was it just a case where UCLA just got it done that night, but LSU going to be okay? I I wasn't. I wasn't. Too concerned with uh, LSU I actually think they'll be okay Are they going to struggle at times? Yes Their defense Their defense Look good But your defense can only do so much for you When your offense is not producing And and not doing what they need to do I think LSU I just think UCLA wanted this more D I think they wanted to know They know this This is a game that was circled Like I said This game was circled on their calendar we're going up against LSU, uh, LSU, a SEC team, one of the powers in the SEC. We got to make a statement. UCLA been waiting on a statement all, I mean, since last year, and they finally got it. They and they finally got it. No knock to uh, LSU because LSU, LSU has a lot of talent out there. Those guys, Derek Stingley and that defense, them guys, man, that kid on the island by himself, man, doing his thing like – LSU is going to be tough to see exactly what they're going to do this year. They got a lot of questions offensively about the way they can move the ball. But de- defensively, D, I think LSU will be just fine. But if it is any questions or anything I have a gripe with, it's, it has to be the offense. 
Uh, I mean, I'm not really sure. What is the expectations in LSU? What's the standard? Mm-hmm. The standard is to compete for national championships. The standard is to be at the top of the SEC. And to me, they don't look like one of the top teams in the SEC. I know they fought last night, but if you really watch that game very closely, UCLA made significantly more big plays on the Tigers than what the Tigers made on them. I'm not giving up on Coach O because I'm a Coach O fan, and I believe he's a great leader and he motivates. But I don't know. I just didn't get. The, I didn't have the best feeling watching LSU last night. It's going to be interesting to see when they're in that rugged SEC and that SEC West. I mean, they got to see Alabama too. They got some tough games on their slate too. So how will they really fare out? Will eight and four be good enough for the Tigers? I don't think so. So losing to UCLA representing SEC, and I give them credit. We always holler at SEC schools not having big games, not going on the road. They went to LA. They went to Pasadena. They went to the Rose Bowl, and they and they faced the upstart UCLA team. I give them respect for that. It was weird seeing LSU colors in Pasadena. It was. <laughs> but we love that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how LSU bounced back from this because I mean, last year. Their biggest win was against, of course, like what, number five, Florida or something like that. I think Florida mm-hmm. was in the top five or something like that. But are they going to be able to catch somebody slipping like that this year? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I kind of, I don't know, man. I just, it just didn't, I just didn't feel good watching LSU last night. So we'll have to uh, uh, wait and see how that pans out. All right, Black, let's go ahead and go down the line to our next game. Like I said, man, it was a lot of fun games uh, yesterday uh, in college football. Um, let me see. Oh, the Texas Longhorns. Mm. The Steve Sarkeesian era Sark, the Sark era, has began in Austin, Texas, as they took down your folks, Black. Yeah, they took them down, man. The Raging Cajuns took them a nice air last night in Texas uh, against Steve Car- Steve Sarkeesian's new Texas Longhorn team. Black, what did you see yesterday with the Longhorns getting it done over uh, the Raging Cajuns? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Um... <laughs> they did it on every level, man. From from defense to from defense to offense, man. Uh, the Texas Longhorns got it done. Uh, quarterback, uh, I don't even know his name. Something Card. I'm sorry. What's his name? I want to get his full name. Uh, Hudson Card. Uh, he had what he uh, 187. Hold on. Uh, he was 14 for 21, 224, two touchdown. Uh, running back Brian Robinson, 20 carries, 103, one tub. And uh, the wide receiver Winnington, seven receptions, one thirteen, and one tub. Like uh, Sharkeesian has this offense looking looking good. Week one, it's week one, so let's see. Uh, you know what continues to happen with Texas, but you know, excellent win. They look really good, man. They they, they scored thirty eight points, man, in, in in Sharks' debut. So this is a good look for Texas. Totally different team than what we saw last year, man, but. Definitely this run game that they have going on, the run game is very dangerous because they really do it by running back by committee. But um, it was good to see Shark have, you know, have these guys locked and loaded. And they they faced a, they faced a team that's been together for a few years in the Raging Cajuns. You know, senior quarterback, a couple of seniors on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, be able to, to, to be able to beat them handily 38-18-D, I think that's a, a big deal for the Texas Longhorns. Oh, they looked different yesterday. They like a complete football team in all aspects, offense, defense, and special teams. I was impressed with the balance. Did I see anything like like jaw dropping from the Longhorns? No, not yet. 
But I was impressed with the new identity of their team. It looks like Sarkeesian's time in Alabama did him well. We all knew Sarkeesian was a brilliant offensive mind before, you know, all of his stops that we was at and when he got to Alabama. But it looks different in Texas. Texas looks like a bit more sound. And they played a great game yesterday against the Raging Cages and they got them to win. But I like the team aspect from Sarkeesian yesterday. And I just think him getting that teaching and that culture from Nick Saban in Alabama is going to pay him dividends. College football is better when Texas is good. Mm-hmm. College football is better when Texas is good. Is good. When Oklahoma and Texas are ranked in the top 15 and they're facing each other in their rivalry, that is great for college football. That is one of the most historic rivals, rivalries in all of sports. It's Texas and Oklahoma. So I hope Texas and Sarkeesian, those boys, can really keep it going because, listen, next week they got a test. They play Arkansas at Arkansas 7 o'clock on ESPN next week. I think that's a test. You take them on a road to an SEC uh, school. Their environment's going to be routed. That's an old school rivalry there. I'm really going to be interested in seeing how the Longhorns react in an SEC environment at night on the road coming off uh, a big win at home to open up the season. So really looking forward to seeing uh, how they look. But anything on the Raging Cajuns. Oh man, I, it sucked, man. That, that's they were my sleeper pick this year, man. My team to watch out for, but I think it's just uh, it's, it's it's week one. I think they're gonna be okay. I think they'll you know get it together, you know, in their conference and everything, win that conference. So I'm not too worried about the raging cages, my boy. They will be back. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Last but not least, not last but not least, but I want to talk about probably the best game of the day. Probably the best fourth quarter of the day. I walked in on this game, and I was like, good God, look what's going on here. You had the 16th-rate Penn State Nittany Lions go to Wisconsin and knock off uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, the 12th-ranked Badgers. Classic Big Ten game, 16-10, big hits, big runs, but ultimately turnovers played a part in this game. The Nittany Lions getting the win. Black, what did you see yesterday just in the game between Penn State and Wisconsin? Oh, man, defense, defense, defense yeah. into the fourth quarter. When I called you, I'm like, bro, it's zero to zero at halftime. Like, man, this game was it, – it came. It literally came down to the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and Penn State made the uh, most plays in the fourth quarter. So, shout out to those group of guys and shout out to uh, – Head coach uh, Franklin, I always forget his first name, but shout out to him and you know getting this win, a big win over a 12th ranked uh, Wisconsin team on the road. Um, excited to see is to see Penn State moving forward, see how they you know how they do at home and these some of these big games they have, but definitely a big win, especially after last year not being able to win a game through COVID year. They didn't even win a game, and that shocked me. I didn't know that. I didn't know that they didn't win the game and they cut the season short last year, but, you know, all the struggles that they had last year and then to come in first game and go to Wisconsin and, and get a big win like this. Shout out to the Penn State Nifty Lions on the uh, on the win yesterday. Yeah, big win for the Nifty Lions. Big win for them. Uh, Coach Franklin and the Nifty Lions going in enemy territory, getting a huge win. That was fantastic. That's going to really jumpstart their season. Wisconsin was picked to win their uh, division uh, in the Big Ten and make it to the Big Ten Championship, and they still can do that. But it didn't look really good taking a loss at home like that to a team who didn't win a game last year. Even though they are well-coached and Penn State does have athletes, and they lost quite a bit on the defensive side, a la Michael Parsons now being with the Dallas Cowboys. So 
I thought when I got home, I walked in on that game in the fourth quarter, and it was nip and tuck. And I say this: those linebackers for the uh, for Penn State, they real. Mm-hmm. They real. They are real. That secondary, those safeties for Penn State, they real. They look very athletic, especially late in that stand. Wisconsin was trying to drive within uh, in their red zone, and the secondary and the linebackers were not having it. They are very athletic. Really showing their hands, long and lengthy uh, defensive backs and uh, linebackers. I paid attention to that in the fourth quarter. And it's going to be interesting to see the momentum that Penn State uh, gains from this as they go forward in the season. But I thought probably the most competitive, best game of the day outside of Georgia and Clemson was uh, Penn State and Wisconsin. (sighs) All right, my boy. (laughs) All right. <laughs> My soul was crushed, man. This past Friday night, man, oh man, I was warned. I was warned <laughs> about the hollow halls in Blacksburg, Virginia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was warned. I was warned, and my heart was shattered mm. when the Fighting Mac Browns took the L. And Blacksburg, just the pain on Mac Brown's face as the game transpired in the fourth quarter hurt my heart. But I ain't gonna hold no punches. Sam Howell, what are you doing, sir? You had me believing your hype. You had me thinking that you were gonna get Coach Mac Brown to the ACC championship. But it doesn't look like it's going to be that way. It's only week one, and I could be overreacting. North Carolina, this loss might be good for them. But it didn't look like it. The offense was stale. Mm. Bad passes, turnovers. It didn't look right. I got bombarded by Kevin Dunbar accusing me of being a Tar Heels fan. (laughs) (laughs) And he blew up my text message when the Tar Heels lost. Whatever. And so did Black. He supposed to be paying attention to Marcel's football game. But what is he doing? He's texting me. Oh, the Mac Fighting Mac Browns are up. Set alert, my boy. Shut up. So I'll take it on the chin. My sleeper team of the year. My One of my Heisman finest of the year stunk up the joint. But shout out to Virginia Tech. They got him a nice, solid win against a top 10 team. That was a bad loss for the ACC Hell, it was a bad weekend for the ACC until tonight. Mm-hmm. We'll really see what go down. But, Black, what did you uh, gather from the fighting Mac Browns going down in flames? First off, man, this game, when you watch this game, I was able to look at a little piece of it on my phone. But to see the atmosphere in Blacksburg, man, it was insane. It was insane. And I texted to D. I said, boy, when you go to Blacksburg, you better be ready to play some football. <laughs> And, man, that atmosphere was insane in there, man. I think it would have been hard for any team to go in there, D, and play uh, Friday night, man, because that crowd, that atmosphere, I mean, it was crazy in there, man. But it's like we've been saying about Sam Howell when we, when we previewed everything. D, he just don't have, he don't have, a, he don't have a talent around him, D. He don't have – they got – D, they literally got one receiving, Justin Downs. Shout out to you, my guy. Eight receptions, 123 and one tub. D, Sam Howard threw three picks, 17 for 32, 208, one touchdown and three picks. The running game is gone, D. The raw receiving, the talent he had is gone, D. These were the questions that I, these were the questions I had for 
North Carolina and Sam Howell going into the season? What were they going to be? What were they going to be able to do offensively when they lost a lot? And this is what cost them in this football game. Sam, I'm not even mad at Sam Howell because he was trying to do what he could. He was trying to do what he could to get his team. This game was nip and tuck the whole game. And Sam Howell tried to get, get his team back, man. He just couldn't get it done. Made some mistakes throwing the ball, some errors with throwing the ball, key picks when he shouldn't have had picks. But the talent, man, Mac Brown and them, they missing the talent at the receiver position in the running backs, man. They need that. That's what makes that offense go for Mac Brown and the Tar Heels, and they're missing that D. And I, I hope that they can, you know, right this wrong because I do want to see North. I, I do want to see the fight. Mac Browns do well, but there's some questions there. Off, offensively, they need some help for. They need to put some athletes around Sam Howard that can help him. Right now, it seems like the only one they have is Justin Downs, my boy, the wide receiver, number number eleven. Seems like he was the only one out there working. Wasn't nobody else helping him. But, you know, shout out to Virginia Tech, man, on a tough, gritty, grind-out win, man, to get this win in Blacksburg, man. I mean, in a pack house. Shout out to those guys on the big win, knocking off 10th-ranked uh, Tar Heels. You know, I'm not going to go on a major rant. But it hurt me to see the Fighting Mac Browns go down the way they did. But got to show love to Virginia Tech. That senior-led uh, defense for Virginia Tech, Man, they really made some big-time plays. When it looked like North Carolina was starting to charge back, when it looked like they was going to steal this thing in the fourth quarter, and I started, I said, okay, they driving. Mm-hmm. They driving. They about to get back in this thing and tie this thing up. I said, okay, okay, okay. But that pressure, that pressure from that defensive line, the blitz packages that uh, Virginia Tech were throwing at Sam Howell and the Carolina Tar Heels uh, offense, I mean, you can't take nothing away from them. Big win for them. But Sam Howell did not play great. And I understand he was under duress, but some of those throws, he had some real duck throws. Mm-hmm. He had some missed opportunities. He missed some windows in his throws. He, he did. He did. And that last interception, what was he thinking? What was he thinking? You go on the run and you get spent around and you throw the ball? And an interception and the game is over. The game was over, and the 10th ranked team goes down. Bad weekend for the ACC. Bad weekend. Bad weekend for the ACC. We'll see what Florida State could do uh, tonight, uh, and we'll go from there. But, all right, Black, uh, we'd be remiss, man, if we didn't go down to Gainesville. All right, if we didn't go down to Gainesville and visit the Florida Gators. That's right, the Florida Gators yesterday took on our old bummy head coach, Willie Taggart. You know what, Willie? I shouldn't have did that. I, 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 sh- I shouldn't have called you a bum, Willie. My fault, bro. I mean, they fired you like I want them to, and you don't went on about your business, Willie. You should be living your life, dog. So I shouldn't have called you that, Willie. My fault. If you just so happen to hear this, I would like to apologize to you, Willie. But you were still out there with that same polo with no <laughs> buttons, but with that one whistle. That one whistle. Florida get the job done, though. The uh, 13th ranked Gators, 35 to 14, in a close game like I thought it would be. FAU has a lot of Juco transfer players. And I see a little rumblings of quarterback controversy already in Florida. Black, what was your take from the Gators' win at home against FAU? And what do you think about this quarterback situation that is clearly brewing? Because, Black, in two weeks, the tide come calling. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Like I say, the tide come calling in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, what you got? Uh, man. Um, I just want to say this about Florida defense looks very good. Defense looks better. Um, they they got to do something about this quarterback position. Uh, Emory Jones, 17, 17 for twenty seven, one thirteen, a touchdown and two picks. Then they had the other other quarterback, uh, Anthony Richardson. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Yeah, he he rushed. He had seven carries, one sixty, and a touchdown. For the quarterback So Man I don't know What this kid could do With his arm But I know he got The wheels man And he can get it done So I I, I think Damn money man Just You can't let your pride Get in the way bro Because like D said man In two weeks man Week three You got them boys Coming down to Gainesville man And them boys Ain't playing They coming So you gotta push your You gotta put your best Option at quarterback man Offense, Emory Jones' offense looked kind of stale with uh, Emory Jones in there. It seemed like when once the uh, Anthony Richardson kid, a, as they call him, AR-15 said, and uh, uh, and James Dangleman, them guys call him AR-15. You gotta put you gotta put this kid in, man, and see what we see what you have with him. Give him give him a shot. Offense is not clicking and moving with Emory Jones the way that it should. And you can't you can't you cannot you got South Florida next week. You got South Florida next week. You can't come in lagging on the offensive side of the ball when you play Alabama. So they got to figure this out. But defense looks good. Really no concerns for me with Florida, man. We'll see what what happened with them uh, in week three when they play Bama. Yeah, defense was solid. I don't think we learned much about Florida at all yesterday. Um, As typical, they play cupcakes to open up the season. So we don't really get nothing. We don't get an opportunity to really learn about them until they get in the SEC play. And I'm not knocking Florida for that. That's just the truth. I mean, from time to time in the last five years, they played Michigan in the first game of the year. And other than that, I really don't know who they else who else they've opened up with uh, to open up the season. But traditionally, they face cupcakes. Florida is not a school like LSU that'll go out to Pasadena. They're not a school like Georgia who will play for if Clemson in the first game of the season. We don't get to see that. We always see them face Sanford, FAU, Rebalt, Reigns, Mandarin, all them. <laughs> so I don't think we learned much. I think mm-hmm. they won the game. I was a little surprised that it wasn't blown open a little bit more. But I did see the the rumblings and the issues with uh, Emory Jones. I did see that. So is it something where I feel like Emory needs to be yanked? I don't necessarily am not going to say that because I would like to see how Emory Jones faces with more competition. Mm. All right. And they got South Florida next week. Will Florida beat South Florida? Yes. Would it be more of a contest? Maybe. But they'll take care of business. But I don't think we'll really see what Florida truly has to offer until the tide come calling in week three in Gainesville at 3.30 on CBS. That's when we're going to find out. So until then, I'm kind of reserved on the Florida Gators. Do I think they're the 13th best team in the country? (sighs) Maybe they're number 10. Do they look better than North Carolina? Yeah. So maybe they're the 10th best team in the country. But I just think once we get some more questions answered, then I'll be able to give a little bit more breakdown. Just tr- just, just really traditional, regular, degular Florida Gator opener. That's what we saw yesterday. They got the job done. They got the win. They did what they were supposed to do. But I am going to be interested to see what Dan Mullen does with these quarterbacks. Defense was solid. We all know. I mean, since we've been watching football, Florida has always had a solid defense. That's not going to be the reason they lose games. The reason they're going to lose games is obviously this quarterback situation. And they got time to figure that out. I think next week, if they want to see what AR-15 really has, maybe they need to do some split time next week. Maybe Dan Mullen needs to get both of them out there and get some evaluating going where he can truly see, hey, 
<laughs> I got the number one team in the country coming into my building next Saturday. I need to find out which one of y'all I'm really riding with. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to find out. That's what I would do if I was Dan Mullen. But I guess we'll have to wait and see how that plans out. I will be watching the Gator South Florida game very closely next week. Very closely. Because usually when you get ready to face a team of the caliber of Alabama, do you what? One, do you look ahead? Or two, do you take advantage of what you have in front of you to try to get better knowing the task at hand? I'm going to be real interested to see what Florida uh, does with that. All right. All right. Let's see. We're going to go through a couple other scores. Uh, Well, let's just go ahead and talk about a couple teams. Black, the Buckeyes from Ohio State. This past Thursday night, uh, taking on Minnesota, all right, on Fox. Back, how did the Buckeyes look? Were you impressed by the new freshman quarterback? And how did Ryan Day's group look uh, against uh, a Big Ten opponent uh, in Minnesota? Um, I think that I think the young kid played very well. He played sound football for for the Buck, Buckeyes. But man, this running game from the Buckeyes, man, is insane. Um, <laughs> they got two bruising running backs. Uh, one of them, um, I think his name is Mike Williams. We had nine carries, nine carries, one. T- I mean, Meon Williams, he had nine carries, 125 in a tub. He uh, averaged 13.9 uh, per carry yesterday, I mean, on Thursday night. So their run game is is very, very dangerous. This kid Stroud, he, he, didn't, he didn't do bad. He was 13 for 22, 294, four touchdowns, and one interception. Um, this game got kind of interest, interesting at first, I mean, the first three quarters, but uh, Ohio State was able to put Minnesota away in the fourth quarter, man, with some timely touchdowns, man, and uh, answering the questions of, you know, what, you know, what do we expect? Is it is it anything that we see from Ohio State that could be wrong with them? The answer for me, D, is no. I didn't see any cause for concern. Defense looked good. Um, they just was in a very, very uh, at, uh, in an atmosphere, man, that was rocking. It was rocking in Minnesota, man. So. But he struggled in the beginning, but down the stretch, man, they pulled this, uh, pulled pulled away and got the job done against Minnesota Golden Gophers. So shout out to Ohio State on the big win. Yeah, I, I thought they, uh, I thought they looked like a new team. I thought they looked like new. They had new. They have new players at key positions for them. Uh, what's his name? Ogovier, the receiver. Ogave. Oh, uh, Chris Olivi. Let me tell you something, man. Oh yeah, he the deal. That boy nice. He the deal. I was so shocked when he came back. That boy nice. I was shocked. He, but he didn't have the biggest game, but you could tell when he got the ball in his hands. Yeah. Four receptions, 117, two tubs, man. When, he, when, when I say the biggest game, I mean like just those big plays where he yeah. just kind of – but, I mean, four catches for 117, I mean, that boy nice. Yeah, he nice. He nice. And I won't be surprised if he's talked about in some Heisman conversation as the season goes on because mm-hmm. he getting the ball. It's the yards after the catch. And That's he the nice. Thing. He and nice. he can run. Yeah. He can run. So, I think Ohio State looked decent. Um, I think they are going to cause a lot of problems, of course, in the Big Ten. Potentially winning the Big Ten once again. But I do think there is some competition for them this year in the Big Ten. Mm. Of course, uh, Penn State with the big win. And Wisconsin's still going to be around. Michigan looked like they bounced something with their win yesterday. So, Ohio Iowa State's going nice, Iowa looked it really good. Very shocking the way they beat Indiana. Uh, on Saturday afternoon. So the Big Ten is going to be good. Mm. But uh, I think Ohio State has some competition to deal with okay. uh, as well. All right, but let's talk about the Sooners. The Sooners, Spencer Rattler, my national championship pick and my Heisman Trophy winner pick, came out on the first drive and threw a pick. Came out, threw a pick. Oklahoma 
surviving, so to speak. Mm-hmm. 40 to 35 against Tulane yesterday. What was your take on it? Because I have one. Listen, D, they scored 37 points in the first half and only scored three more after that. Yeah. In the second half. Tulane was brewing, man, for upset. But it's like I said, like I said when we was uh when we was talking about this kid, man, the picks, man, the picks. Like they causing trouble. You can't throw you can't throw three interceptions. You just I mean, you can't throw two picks. See, but D, his accuracy and you know, he he played good. He was 30 for 39. 304, one touchdown and two picks. But it's when he throws the picks in critical situations, and you cannot do that. Like they had a they had this game in a chokehold in the first half, and they let they let literally let Tulane kind of walk them down. But if it weren't for their defense, you know, their defense made sound stops and uh a big fourth down play, man, to get Tulane out of there and secure this win. But tough, tough test for Oklahoma week one. D. It's concern for me. Okay. You can't turn the ball over. When you a kid, when you Spencer Radliff, Heisman front runner, Heisman hopeful, they think this cool kid gonna do great things. I shoot, I I think he's gonna do great things. But the thing for me is still the same thing, D. You cannot turn this ball over, especially against good teams that you that you potentially face. Even though the, the Big Twelve struggled this week, like. Uh, Iowa State didn't look the best, but those games that matter that you play, you can't turn the ball over. And he turned the ball over a little too much against against two uh, against Tulane that could could have potentially cost them this game. But they found a way to get pull this win out forty to thirty five. Am I concerned? No, I'm not concerned. Am I disappointed? Yes. It's clear when Oklahoma got clicking, they was clicking. I think Lincoln Riley and his coaching staff got to get these young men focused. Four quarters. Because it looked like in the third quarter, they was going to open this thing up by 60. But they laid down. Tulane got back in it, got back in it. The offense became vanilla. Mm-hmm. It, looked like, it looked like Lincoln Riley called the dogs off. You see them running the plays they're running in the third and in the fourth quarter, and they were safe plays. Even when you look at Rattlers, and when you look at Rattlers' numbers in the second half, they're all the way dialed down. He was 30 for 39, 304 yards passing, 7.8 a clip, one tub, two picks, QBR 75.1, can be better, of course. But 30 for 39, a lot of those was dinks and dinks and dinks. Mm-hmm. You didn't really get a chance to see the offense get spread out. Now, I'm not really sure what the reasoning for uh, Leak and Raleigh doing that. Maybe it was to simmer him down. Maybe he didn't want to create an environment where his players was in a dogfight. Even though Tulane kept scoring, I never felt like they was going to win the game. It never felt like that they were actually going to come back and beat Oklahoma. That's just for me. But when you look at their schedule coming up, I mean, they don't really have a, a real big situation. Could be tricky going to Kansas State on 10-2. That's the game that they lost last year early in the year. I'm pretty sure Oklahoma have vengeance on their minds there. And then right after that, they got Texas the very next week in the rivalry. I'm not saying Nebraska is not going to be a formidable opponent. They got a nice win yesterday, but I just don't believe anything in Nebraska doing anything uh, to uh, Oklahoma. Interesting sight in game for there. But they don't really have a serious big-time test until Iowa State on November the 20th. So I'll be interested to see how Rattler and that offense really get it going Am I concerned? No. Am I disappointed? Yes, in their performance yesterday. All right? All right, Black, let's run down a couple of games. Like I said, man, college football, you know, we're just running through the excitement of week 
one we definitely covered a lot man so um black any other games on the slate yesterday that uh you might want to speak on i mean we had big wins from texas a&m getting their win iowa state squeaking by northern iowa yesterday 16 <laughs> uh to 10 i was like oh boy is number seven gonna go down um you had oregon and frenzo state very close game of course for those who listen to the sports desk, it is not a secret. My, uh, uh, what do you call it? My flattering alliance with Oregon <laughs> University. I, they flatter me. Okay. It's been like that for a very, very long time. But anyway, Duck survived. Mm -hmm. Ended up being in a fight. Getting a win yesterday, 31-24, over Friends Old State team who beat the holy hell out of Connecticut the week before. So Friends Old State had a little bit of confidence coming into Eugene. Black, any concerns with the Ducks? Um, man, I, suffered some injuries yesterday. Yeah, they suffered some key injuries. Uh, Thibodeau uh, went out with a uh, foot injury. Uh, head coach Crystal Ball said it wasn't serious. Yeah, he expects him to play against Ohio State, but we'll see how that everything goes with that. But the Ducks seemed like they were they were moving well just uh, defensively. They got to tighten up defensively because uh, Fresno State shouldn't have been in this game with them, but they were. So defensively, getting ready to go to uh, the horseshoe, my boy, I think they need to tighten up. But offensively, I think the Ducks are going to be, you know, spectacular like they always are. But um, other than that, really no concerns for me from the Ducks. Yeah. Uh I was a little disappointed in the defense. I know they suffered some key injuries yesterday, but Oregon has a top 10 defense in college football. They do. They have a top 10 defense. So I was a little bit surprised by the defense yesterday. Not really concerned. I think Oregon has turned into that grinded out, gritty team over Crystal, uh, under Chris, Crystal Ball's uh, leadership. But, um, you know, I was clutching my pearls now. <laughs> Cause I ain't want more, I ain't want my ducks to go out like that, man. Cause I really like Oregon, man, and I'm rooting for them to do well this year. But uh, Frenzo State definitely uh, provided a challenge. All right. So, um, Black, anything you got from uh, this week in college football before we move on to yeah. what we got to talk about? Man, I just want to visit this uh, Iowa Indiana game. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. Look, man, um, D, you could call me crazy. I don't know what you. I don't know if you were able to see, but the Iowa, but Iowa may have the best secondary in college football. These guys are problems. Man, I'm looking at this game, and I'm like, man, Indiana literally can't do nothing. Uh, Penix Jr., the quarterback from Indiana, 14 for 31, 156, and three interceptions. No tubs at all. Like, the defense, this Iowa defense is nasty. It looks, them and Georgia defense... I think they're going to be right up there this year is, is, is the top, in my opinion, right now after week one, top one and two. Because this Iowa defense is the real deal, man. Um, Just some nasty, nasty DBs. But I can see playing at the next level. Like, uh, I mean, safety, corners. I mean, they, they got it all, D. This defense is going to carry Iowa, you know, to some big wins this year. And if the offense comes around and this run games comes around, Iowa is going to be a team to watch for in the Big Ten. I didn't get to see much of this game, but I did get to see the highlights. And I did see what you saw uh, with Iowa's defense. And they were flying around, and they really gave Indiana a beating that Indiana hasn't had in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. I mean, Indiana has been a very sound team in the Big Ten 
they've lost they lost to the powers like Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State. But those games were close. Mm-hmm. Penn State had to scratch and claw. Ohio State scratch and claw to get out of there. And, you know, Indiana, for them to get beat the way that they got yesterday, I was really uh, surprised. Yeah. I was really surprised. And Iowa, man, if they cooking like this, if that defense is going to be like this, man, the Big Ten just got a whole lot more interesting. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's ready to hand it over to Ohio State, and I'm sorry. I, I Do they play this year? Does Ohio State and Iowa play this year? I hope that they do because that may shape up to be something serious, man. They do not. They do they not do play not. this year, so they, they would have to meet in the championship yeah, game. Yeah, but next week, 4.30 ABC, Iowa versus Iowa State. Next wow. week. So wow. that's that's wow. going to be a big wow. deal. At Iowa State. Iowa at Iowa State, 4.30 on ABC next next Saturday. Okay. Yeah, so that could be a situation right there. That's going to be very interesting. Locked into that. Yeah, that's going to be a big okay. game. But other than that, man, who do you got in conference? You got uh, Maryland. You got Maryland. Uh, Penn State goes to Iowa. Penn State goes to Iowa. You got Purdue. Uh, Iowa goes to Wisconsin. Uh, Iowa goes to Northwestern. You got Minnesota, Illinois, and, and Nebraska. So they don't play. They don't play Ohio State. But if you know if things happen and they win, what they win they side and Ohio State win they side, we could be talking about a Big Ten championship collision course with these two. But the schedule, other than next week, their schedule, other than next week in Penn State. Their schedule looks uh, favorable for them, you know, moving forward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very going. Very much so. Going to be locked in to that Iowa Iowa State game. They didn't get to play that rivalry game last year. They didn't. And they're having this game the second game of the year. Mm. Big Ten packed. Uh, Big Ten and Big Twelve. Um, gonna be interesting. Looking forward to that. All right, Black, let's talk about this business, man. Me and Black are getting ready to watch kickoff. Florida State and Notre Dame get ready to kick off here shortly at 726. We're getting ready to end this show uh, uh, in, in a few minutes here. But, Black, it's almost game time. I know our listeners are going to be upset that they don't get to hear from us after this game directly. Um, but any final words before kickoff, man, as we get ready for the second year's uh, stint uh, of Coach Mike Norvell with the Seminoles and we just had a very bad season last year. Left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Black, what are you thinking right now as we get ready to take on number nine Notre Dame? Um, very nervous. Happy, happy to see Florida State back on the football field. I'm excited. You know, I know the atmosphere is going to be crazy in Dope Campbell Stadium uh tonight. I just want to see my team compete, D. I want to see them compete. It'll be it'll be very very good if they can pull out a sneaky win against Notre Dame. But Notre Dame's real well coached. Man, they got all Ameri- they got all Americans on both sides of the footballs. Man, if it's a question for Notre Dame, it would be the offensive line because they lost so much there. But um, I I'm just ready to see what what product uh. Mike Norvell is going to be put on the football field against Notre Dame. I know, I know it's going to be emotions going to be really, really high uh, in the beginning of this football game. But just excited to have Florida State football back. Hopefully, we'll see a better product this year. And hoping for the best for my team, man. Hopefully, we can sneak this thing out today and pull out a win. But it's going to be really, really tough against a well-coached uh, Brian Kelly football team in Notre Dame. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. We're getting ready to get it uh, turned on here in just a second. But um, I echo black sentiment. I'm very hard on Florida State. I'm very hard to the fact that I threaten to lead them every week. But that's just my emotions, man. I'm not less of a fan. I've been called that. I've been called a fake Florida State fan. I ain't really fa- 
Nah, bro. It's Garnet and Gold for sure, for sure. But I'm emotional. I don't take losing well. And I don't like to be embarrassed. And that's how I feel my program has been the last two years, ever since Jimbo Fisher left. I ain't with that. This is Florida State. We win. We compete. Whether we win the national championships year in and year out or, or not, we on the field. If you play us, you come to Doka, we come to you, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. That's what I want my team to be, win or lose. So do I want to win tonight? Of course I do. Do I hope to win tonight? Of course I do. But more importantly, what I'll take tonight at the end of the game, win, lose, or draw, did my team show up? Did we leave it all on the field? Was it guts? Was it glory on the field? That's what I wanted to see. Win or lose. I can tell you this right now. If Florida State loses 30 to 27, I'm going to have a great nice rest. <laughs> if Florida State wins 30 to 27, I'll have a great nice rest. But if that doesn't happen and Notre Dame embarrasses me again, let's just say the opener of the sports desk, the next time you hear from me in black, mm. it won't be a good one. Because I vow myself this year, Black. I made a promise to myself, and I ain't told you this, Black. I'm not doing mediocrity. I'm not doing it this year. I'll support and I'll believe, but I ain't doing mediocrity this year. Because this is Florida State University. Teams like Southern Florida, South Florida, when they go 10-2, that's an anomaly. That, that may not happen in another 20 years. When the schools like the fighting shot declares go 11-1, that's an anomaly. That might not happen in our lifetime again. But with Florida State University, it's not cashing in like we're supposed to be cashing in since my existence of breathing air. I don't know nothing else. Good product on the field. Good leadership. Go nose. Let's get it done tonight. Black, any last words before we get out of here? Oh, uh, yeah, man. It's just excited, man. It continues tonight. Florida State Notre Dame has have the spotlight tonight. All the lights, all under the lights. Every last everything one on. is on Florida State and Notre Dame tonight. This is what we've been waiting on. It's here. D, I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to see what this thing look like. Let's go nose. I bleed on that and go. Ready to see that war chant. And ready to see, man, this this amazing, amazing uh thing they finna have for Bobby Bowden, man, and see what that looks like. But I know it's gonna be rocking in there, man. I'm just ready to see. How this, how this thing is going to wind up tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man, so we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Like I said, this is going to be uh, a more condensed show today. We'll, uh, we're going to get back to your favorite segments and everything next week. Remember, NFL Preview Show coming this week. It is coming this week. You're going to get another episode from the Sports Desk. No doubt about it. Um, I'm your guy, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. Again, thank you for listening and uh, supporting us, hitting play each and every week, retweeting, liking, sharing the league with your friends and family. We definitely, definitely uh, appreciate the support. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that same handle, Dedra Hicks Jr. Let's chop it up. Black, where can they find you? Yeah, y'all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackENL3. Man, y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Yes, sir. We'll be back in a couple of days. NFL preview show. Shout out to the Fantasy League. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. All right. Be cool.
Deuce Lunch Sports, man. Come on now.